This is 20 Questions on Design Lake City. I'm Aaron, and our guest today is Gary Vlasic. Thank you so much, Gary, Hi. for joining me and <laughs> nice to us be here. in the studio. So usually I have like um, uh, an explanation for like w- what kind of designer this person is, but mm-hmm. you, you're like so multifaceted <laughs> that I don't even know to if it's worth it. Yeah, yeah. But exactly. I mean, what, how would you describe yourself as a designer if you were trying to like pitch yourself to a client or something? It's a hard one because I find that even with having a company, you know, and selling myself for work and, it's, and it, most of it is design based, people still go, what do you do? Yeah. You know, like, who are you? I, I don't get it. Like, but this is an umbrella. I look at my uh, work life as kind of a production umbrella. And then under that, I get to do at least a thousand things, you yeah. know? So it's almost produ- good to be vague. But the, yeah, yeah. And uh, truly, even down to my website, I'm redesigning it right now. And mm. which has always come up to this problem about what's, how do we want to focus you? And then we went, we don't, you know, that's yeah. kind of who you are. So we're just kind of doing menu items that just, None of it's separated, and it's just you know projects, and they they flip through, and I think that kind of just serves my sensibility. You know, I just why fight it anymore, and sometimes it's just hard to explain. You know, until people experience it, because I think I am more of an experiential. Um, designer, you know, at yeah. heart. So, and and we'll try to like extract some of that stuff through the twenty questions okay, that, that you've done. Awesome, but yeah, I mean, Gary, he's he's an interior designer. He's an artist. He's a fashion designer. He's a stylist. He's an installation designer. Like so many things. Painter, that for like half artist. Not even. Yep. Half. Yeah, it's crazy. Maybe we'll, we'll try to cover like some of the specifics. Cool. In, in in the questions. So yeah, let's get to it. Okay. Good. 20 questions. The first few questions are rapid fire. What is your year 2020 design trend forecast? I am predicting that tattoos are disappearing. No more tattoos. No more tattoos. Are people it's, getting them removed or just not? Doing no, them I think it's the, it's a pure younger. I'm thinking gotcha. my millennials that I yeah. know and Generation Z. Yeah, yeah, this Z. I think they're going to be kind of the purists, and it's really about being kind of uh, gender free. That's no more no. too pure, but yeah, yeah. But no, I'm, I'm, I mean, yeah. I saw. So I'm joking, but I'm not. I think there's yeah. a, a real. I think we're going to find this kind of. Um, Purity and, and uh, lack of need to have to really display your tribal code anymore. You Interesting. Know? Yeah, it's almost like that, like um, futuristic, utopian mm-hmm. kind of, mm-hmm. you know, hair, hairless and yeah, right. fingernailless kind of <laughs> future, uh, future human. Okay, so do you have a favorite book on creativity or design? Yes, I love, uh, I'm trying to remember the name here now, Damn Good Advice, okay. and it's by George Lois. Cool, I haven't heard of that. Oh, you're, you're going to love it. He's, okay. He was a big advertising um, guru back in the 70s and 80s, mm. and it's just honest, good, kind of a gut punch. He really just doesn't mince words, and he says it like it is, and mm. um, it, it's good. And is it from the 70s, or is it more of a contemporary? No, I think it's more contemporary. Okay. Probably done in two thousands, yeah. Um, but it's just a tiny little book, but it makes me laugh, and it mm. also really makes me think. And awesome, yeah. And he talks about design from a graphic standpoint all the way through furniture and trends, and um, it's it's amazing. Yeah, great recommend. What is your most treasured possession? I have two. Okay, I have a seventeenth century Buddha that. You know, I started looking for a Buddha, and I came across one, and it took about four years to find it. And yeah, you were I, looking and, that whole time. Yeah, I just was kind of, you know, my eyes were out, and you know, I get to travel a lot, so I finally found one, and it's amazing. It's got a kind of a crumbling face, and cool. it's really beautiful. Mm. And then, um, probably my favorite object is a prosthetic leg from probably like eighteen seventy. Oh wow. That I found in a uh, in an old antique store in in New York City, kind of Soho. like steampunky is what I'm imagining. But kind of, it's yeah. it's literally carved out of wood and mm. with leather. And hmm. when I first picked it up, it really um, I actually got a whiff of 
of humanity. You know, it was hmm. like, the thing that I love about it is it's just got it's embedded with just all this sweat and salt from whoever was wearing that leg. Oh wow! And it almost took my breath away. It was just a gag reflex of just mm. that was just embedded in this thing. And it's now not that way because I've had it for so long. I've carried it around now for about. 25 years or more. Interesting. So it's like acclimated to your... Mm-hmm. So it's just a prop in my studio now that, you know, I've used for a couple of art shows mm. and, it, you know, it kind of appears in some of my pieces sometimes, but, cool. but it's just an object that, that and the shrine, I would probably, that would be the two things I'd run and take with me. Awesome. So... Yeah, good answers. So question four is the origin story question. Mm-hmm. How did you get your start in design? Mm-hmm. Kind of by mistake. I, I was a dancer and had a dance company and studied dance. And after having a company for the 10 years that we did, I found that, you know, one of the strengths that I had was that we all, and as a company, we had a real strong uh, sense of design mm. about lighting, costumes, stage. We did a lot of staging and stage props, and yeah. then we became a site-specific company. So strictly. you had your own company? Or? Yeah, for oh, okay. 10 years. Mm-hmm. Wow, I didn't, I didn't know that. More than 10, actually. Wow. What, what was it called? It was called Company 4, oh. and it was CO4. We gave it kind of this... Dang, that's um, cool. Yeah, so we did hundreds of shows. It's almost... I sometimes look back and think it's hard to imagine that we did as much work as we did. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so that led me kind of into the design world because I mm-hmm. suddenly then segued into the event production world and had a catering division as well. So I was always interested in culinary and ended up um, throwing parties. Mm-hmm. And then with the parties came, more importantly, the design of the party and how it looked. And that included included floral and stage design and lighting. And so I just found that those worlds kind of overlapped. I already had kind of this core design thread that came from my dance life because we had to kind of do everything ourselves Mm. and um, it just informed the next steps. So I ended up throwing myself into the architecture department up at the U for just a year and a half. I didn't last long, (laughs) but but just enough that I kind of got some good basics. um, Yeah, those foundation mm -hmm, classes. And and went, you know, I'm going to be just fine. You know, I it's going to do what I need to do. So so that kind of led me into the design world. And since mm. then, it's really kind of informed everything I do in yeah. terms of my event production. And so that's cool. I love that. Like th- starting from dance and movement and like, mm-hmm. the, the, and it still goes back to that. You know, it's yeah. very fluid. And mm. sometimes these projects are about new performances and mm-hmm. dance mm-hmm. pieces. And sometimes they're just strictly about making beautiful installations. Mm-hmm. And some of it's, you know, it just depends. So cool. It's all full circle, mm. you know? Yeah, totally. <laughs> okay, question five. Do you have an especially embarrassing or creative project that you want to talk oh, about? Oh, yeah. So I think probably I was uh, sharing space with my compadres at 78, which was a graphic design firm. Okay, yeah. And um, I had met them through a, a, an apparel line that they had designed and fell in love with them and we all kind of moved in together and they Uh, let me be the old guy in the back of the room uh, with the desk (laughs) is the apparel line called 78 too or Uh, no it was called hugar okay and so we i ended up doing a fashion show for them for one of the design weeks about three or four years ago or maybe five years ago And the cross-firing of me merging with them as a, an office was that I did what I do, and they did their work, and sometimes work would come my way through them, and I'd be able to bring them clients, and so it was a, it was a love affair in that way. And mm-hmm. nice. so they had a client come to them, and they, the client uh, was an um, awesome guy that was uh, the creative director, but he was hired by a company that was doing gun silencers. Mm. And... We tackled it to do as a graphic project, and then also they needed a, a booth, an exhibition yep. booth to display their silencers mm. at an NRA show. Okay, <laughs> like on NRA show. Mm-hmm. Okay, yep. wow, I didn't know that was. Thing. So I created the prettiest booth in in all of <laughs> yeah. Indianapolis, where the show was, and nice. uh, it was and snuck out the back door every night, running to my hotel because I just knew it was such a bad fit. And, yeah. Um, and it was a bad fit for the company, uh, 78 as well. And we decided after that that we'd kind of seen it through its first leg and had to say goodbye. So 
Yeah, that's funny how like you would take on a project like that, and you don't know where you know where it's going to take you. Mm-hmm. Just kind of go along for the ride. It's a slippery. You know, the product was uh, brought up a lot of questions about who needs a gun silencer. Yeah. You know, and now more than ever as yeah. we. So it was a little just ahead of that game, but <laughs> yeah, those guns should be loud. <laughs> yeah, they should. God. Anyway, so so we all just kind of didn't talk about that project, and it's certainly not one that I really show on my website yeah well that's cool we get to hear about it question six what advice would you give to your younger designer self oh wow that is a really good one probably it would be to trust my process a little more and if I could be more honest, is I should have just stuck it out to get a little more training um, in terms of how to communicate my ideas more clearly, mm. um, more of the uh, you know InDesign and CAD drawings. And oh, gotcha. I just you know I've kind of faked my way through that, and, yep. and, um, and and with the help of many as yourself. Right. Uh, well, that's where you hire people for, yeah. it, right? And and that is the truth, and that's worked yeah. out beautifully, but it's also, um, I wish my vocabulary could be a little more articulate at times, because mm. in my mind, I see what I want, but you have to really do a song and dance that goes with it when oh, you're yeah. not really speaking that language. So, right. so that's the thing. I think it would be that I just wished I would have jumped in a little deeper earlier um it would have helped things you know yeah so okay so like conversely um what's your most valuable design skill that that you see for yourself or 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 maybe what skills had the the biggest impact on your career i think my fearlessness to just take on any project whether i knew what the hell i was doing or not and Mm. and the bigger it was the better it was for me because i just figured if i was going to blow it which i have done many times I would do it publicly. Like I would just do the leap in, and and either miracles happen, and the magic happens, and it all comes together, or sometimes it just doesn't quite go where you want it to, and mm. and that's just part of it. But I think it's really. I think I can handle scale really well. Okay. And yeah. Uh, and that take on a lot me. of parts and a lot of uh, big. I yeah, just like big the bigger the project, the better. Yeah. You know, the bigger the object, the better. The yeah. Uh, for me, it's just it brings on a whole other set of problems that you have to really kind yeah. of deal with, and sure. and also the right support team. You know, and mm. luckily I've had a lot of great support because people believe in the vision. So, mm. um, where I get into trouble is when I don't have enough support sometimes um, to yeah, help okay. me see it through because it takes a team. I mean. Yep. You might bring up the idea, but it takes just like you helping me on that last project we did together, and yeah. it's it takes a team. It really does. It's, yeah, you're just a part of it, you know. I, I'm with you. Like that's the thing that like keeps coming back for me too. Is like the the team is really valuable. As much as you want to be like the solo designer and yeah. control of everything, like you you really need like that support system to make something happen. Something. Yeah impactful or something that actually it's like, more interesting matters. you know the right. more involved i get with people in a process it it has more meaning and because yeah. you know i i like we're all nice people you know and mm-hmm. we're all trying to find our voice and so that gets me excited you know I, yeah. and then there's some projects that are just more appropriate to do solo you know and to really yeah. sometimes they're a little more personal and mm. you know you're digging deeper to kind of get the answers and not necessarily wanting to share that with anyone until you get the product correct. You right. Know, so mm. it's good to have that have that balance, right? Mm-hmm. Some like com, you know, community efforts and yep. some solo efforts. Yeah. But I love my team. You know. Yeah. I mean, and I can think of you know two handfuls, ten handfuls of people I would love to work with all the time. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I know. So, given given the opportunity, just like mm-hmm. you might as well you know remain a team. So much and, talent here. Yeah. In Salt Lake, you know, it's amazing. So that's cool. Well, that's yeah. that's a good shout out for our Salt, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Salt Lake. Right. I sound like friends. What are you curious about right now? Ooh. That's a hard question. That is a hard question, but it's a good one. Um, I'm getting damn old. (laughs) I'm curious. (laughs) You're curious about death? (laughs) Yeah, I'm curious. No, I'm curious about, you know, when you're kind of staring at your last good 25 years of, you know, you kind of reach this arc and you think, okay, if it's 
bound to happen. It's got to happen now, goddammit. You know, mm-hmm. so it's a little bit my curiosity is more in making the right decisions ah. and knowing where to lean out and where to um, especially not expend my energy, giving too much energy away to things that don't maybe really get me closer to maybe the bigger picture that I'm imagining for ah. myself or my project. So, That's interesting. So the curiosity is really more... And then the right mediums, you know, I'm, yeah. I think probably I'm more influenced now to just be leaning out, trying to figure out what objects can just be as simple as possible and trusting that it's enough. Mm. I can kind of screw up a project big time if I over, start overthinking it and yeah. not knowing when to stop, which is, you know, classic for almost everyone, I think. But Yeah, all creatives, artists. Boy, when right. you start leaning out this kind of bringing in a more minimalistic approach to things I think Mm. um, it feels right you know so that's where the real curiosity is just how to take some Mm -hmm. of my more complex concepts and how do I do that in just two simple strokes you know and I I feel like that requires um, definitely like a level of maturity right like it's easy to say like I work in minimalism style but like doing the right Minim- mm-hmm. Minimalist moves is is the trick. Right? It is, and it's also that the, the object kind of tells you what it needs, and I mm. think that you get better at listening to what the what it's wanting than what you think it needs. Yeah, that's and that's cool. when it kind of really works. You know, yeah. like, I, that's what I found. You know, so that's that going with the flow, mm-hmm. kind of idea. which is really kind of part of my. I think my instincts about design and art together, which are really kind of enmeshed as one thing yeah. in a lot of ways. A lot of my projects are, you can't really separate those two things because I try to incorporate the container that the art sits in or the, mm. you know, so it's um, it's interesting. It's just, mm. and sometimes, you know, it's not that way at all. You know, it's so... That's so cool. Can I just say, like, I, I really appreciate, like, this opportunity to, like, ha- ask you these questions. Because, like, <laughs> we hang out, we'll go to dinner, right. we'll, we'll bullshit. Yeah. But I don't really get to, like, dig into your brain like this. I appreciate in, that. In, and usually. I can't think of anyone better to do it with. Yeah. I, I adore you, too. So, And we get to share yeah. it with, like, whoever's listening. Well, and I think we've always talked about wanting to do something together. And so we yeah. should. I mean, you've helped me on my last big project, you know. But, right. Uh, that now it's my turn to help you. Oh, okay. You know? so, yeah, well, thank you so yeah. much for coming. <laughs> yeah. this, this is a help. You know, like this has kind of been a fun side project, but I feel like we're like um, doing a service for Salt Lake and, you know, but mostly it's just selfish. Like mm-hmm. I get to talk to friends and <laughs> dig, it's awesome. dig in deep. Yeah, no, I'm still thinking we're going to do a little product together or something oh, one yeah. day. So I'm yeah. hoping that that would be happening. So. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So some more rapid fire questions. Yes. If you could talk to one dead person who would it be and why? You know, I don't get very nostalgic about, like, the past, deep past, but I think about um, most of my influences uh, of artists are contemporary artists, and Cy Twombly is just someone that I have so loved his work mm. for so long and have, yeah. have seen it in enough museums to kind of be taken to my knees by his work and this yeah. again the scale of his canvases and the right does he do big stuff because i've seen like books but i huge I, okay yeah, like really huge large mur- huge paintings of flowers still, and yeah you know, like illustrative mm-hmm. type stuff right? it's loose it's almost yeah. like stream of conscience mm. like it's almost like a what do they call that auto body hmm. where they you get your mind in a space and the arms just kind of uh. start you know he's got a really crazy beautiful body of work and he passed mm. away fairly recently here in the last few years but um, he was from Virginia originally you know huh. and, and he's a true kind of American but he ended up living his last many years in, in uh, Italy huh. and his work just got so it just it's really beautiful and he mm. tackled painting and sculpture as well and photography and so I think I just have so many questions because I think there's yeah. a I'd link into him in a way that feels very he feels familiar to me right know? his work feels uh, very, very informed to kind of I respond to it in a way that yeah I'm like um, speaking of mm-hmm. you know that, that the idea of movement translating into art and mm-hmm. yeah, the, getting your shoulders and your arm and your toes, yep. torso into the yeah comics. it's exciting so cool Sai Tombly that makes me want to go look kind of look more at you his should. work you really should what's something you've failed at 
business. <laughs> okay. Like, like accounting? Had, <laughs> well, that is maybe at the top of the list. Okay. But uh, I would just say, you know, I've had many um, endeavors, like companies. I've started many partnerships and companies, and they've come and gone, and I've learned a ton through every one of them. But uh, probably the biggest failures have been just the the companies that we've said goodbye to that we did really great things with, but just in the end couldn't really sustain because we weren't making enough money or mm. didn't have enough of the marketing behind it or better than that, enough money to really generate the product lines that we were. Yeah. We had, you know, we had CG Sparks for many years where oh, we were right. doing our own. Um, it started out as just a tabletop accessory company, you know, where we were designing. Uh, glassware and um, vases and votive candle holders and the right. stands that they sat in and and we did them mostly because of our business and our need for fulfilling kind of a different look for the kind of events that we were doing and and then it just kind of went crazy we ended up being in India doing all of our work in India and having everything fabricated there and yeah I remember hearing shipping about that. and it was a great experience for ten years but. It ended, you know, it had yeah. to end, and um, we were just not making enough money. Yeah. So, I mean, would you call it a failure or just something that you no, know? No, but it does, you know, you just, not really. I yeah. mean, I, I think failures are all really positive, actually, yeah. you know, but um, you just move on, you know, you just, yeah. I've got a thousand companies I still want to do, you know, so one of them's going to fly one day, you know, <laughs> yeah. or if not, that's okay too. So, uh, actually, the production company does really pretty steady you know I mean yeah. I have to say is after all these years it's you know it's got its ebbs and flows mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. the umbrella really works still and right. um, allows me to do a lot of stuff so and you're talking about productions for Sundance and productions yep, for the, trade shows for film, clients and film festival for sure yep. 30 years with the film festival wow. so um, Damn. that's like yeah. from the beginning right? yeah it, cool. it was before it was even called Sundance wow. to tell you the truth what was so, it called before Dean? it was called the um Oh, I, uh, U.S. Film Festival. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Sundance is better. Yep. So. Wild. Yeah, so, you know, you've got these clients that just don't go away, and yeah. which is great. And, you know, I've got a huge arc with Sundance for sure. but uh, mm. uh, And I've done multitudes of different kinds of projects for them over yeah. the last, for the last 10 years, I've been kind of focused on the same Events and yeah, um, so it's good. It's, yeah, well, that's good. They keep inviting you back to do it. I guess something's working. Yeah, you know, sure. it, it's all good. So yeah, um, and we'll look for the event in January, and hopefully we can sneak yeah, in. Yeah, <laughs> it'd be great. It's 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 big and glossy. That's the fun part of it. You know, it's yeah. kind of one of the big kickoffs. Their big gala night that we oh, we work on it for six months. Yeah. Um, you know, really, I'm on my eighth. Uh, creative version right now, and there'll probably be Dang. eight more before we actually get it finished. And so it's a lot of you know, there's a lot of expectation that goes with it, but it's really cool. So mm. yeah, you're talking about, talking it up. I wish it wasn't so exclusive, but maybe that's why it's why it's cool too. It's expensive, yeah. You know, it's, and they do really well with that mm. fundraiser. So okay, here's another question: What is your favorite design-oriented brand? Oh gosh, um, well. I am crazy about Rick Owens. Um, okay. he, yeah, who's he was that? An, he was a Los Angeles clothing designer okay. that then moved to Europe and is living in Paris, and he is now the head of one of the big houses, mm. uh, design houses there. Okay, but his work has just progressively gotten it's just beautiful, and mm. not only does he do f clothing lines, he's got many layers of clothing lines now, but. Mm. Um, He's never done couture, you know, like the full-on. He, he he started doing furniture, and he oh. called it his couture line, which I really loved. And his furniture yeah. is incredible, oh, really cool. beautiful. So, so yeah, he's kind of my go-to guy right now, and I can't seem to, and, you know, he's just he keeps coming back every year, and I'm like, oh my god, and it's so terribly expensive, you know. Mm. So. You, you just you can't really afford any yeah. of it, but it sure is nice to look um, at and touch. Sometimes, yeah, I mean, it's it, it's art in that way. Like you can you can look at it; it's aspirational. His shows like, are art. Yeah. I mean, they're truly like beautiful performances that are really you really think about, and mm. um, he's really incredible. Really casts a huge, you know, uh, design influence. Mm. So okay, awesome. Yeah. Uh, what an endorsement. So Rick Owens. Rick Owens. And then design. he has one line called Dark Shadows, which okay. uh, is one of my favorites. So Awesome.
this next section is the creative process section, where we ask some questions that kind of dive into your process and your professional practice. And so the first question is about inspiration, which mm. is probably like my favorite question, like the reason I started this podcast is because I want to know more about people's inspiration, where, where they draw inspiration from. And so, yeah, where, where, where do you find inspiration? Well, I get to travel a lot, you know, and I spend a lot of time in New York because I've got my boy there. Yep. And, and New York's just a incubator of all good shit and I mean, all bad shit. Yeah, but, that's but, interesting. But it's but yeah. such a good, um, you know, it's just so accessible to get inspired there because you mm. see so much stuff. Yep. It's just a visual overload. And then, of course, I get a lot of inspiration from magazines and photographs and artwork, other artists, you know, really doing my homework with, I try to really do a lot of searching in galleries and museums and put in my time. I think it's like doing your homework. You mm. have to see what's going on in the world. And some of it you may not love. And most of the time you love, you know, a lot and yeah. just do doing your homework, you know, and then trying to think how that filters into your world. And, and a lot of it doesn't, you know, but hmm. um, I think it leads you to kind of a, a process in a way. So I'd say it's just the curiosity of wanting yeah. to keep looking. Yeah. Seeing what's that out there. seems kind of, I've been doing it my whole life, just stumbling around looking. Yeah. Looking for a purpose, looking for a reason, looking for the right object, looking for, and eventually you find them. I so. mean, do you feel like you have to like get on a plane or get on a bus to be able to do that and go no. somewhere else? Or no, I mean, uh, sometimes because here in Salt Lake, we've all lived here for so long now. This is a great town and a great city to work in you mm -hmm. like have real studio time because we can still afford it yeah and there's this breath here that i, I just don't have in big cities you yeah. know and most of my artist friends that live in big cities are all scrambling you yeah. know and working two jobs and right. barely in the studio and yeah. here you can actually have a studio life and afford it and yeah. get through a process of getting from one you know, block of work to the next. So, mm. um, which is exciting, you know, it's, yeah. that's a little bit of like a shout out to Salt Lake kind mm -hmm. of moment because yeah, I think um, it's here and yeah. I, I just hope it sticks. I'm not so yeah. sure it's going to last too long. You know I mean? The, the affordability part. Yeah. In, in it's space. already changing so yeah. much. So yeah. all those crazy good old empty buildings that I used to be able to do performances in are now, you know, it's all high real estate and everyone's, yeah. you know, even though they're still empty, you know, you'd go get, I try to approach doing some sites work to some of these buildings and yeah. they just look at you like you're crazy they're like, and no, like no, they're no. sitting on a bunch of gold yeah. or something. Like, they're like, you that's talking? condos. You, you, right. That's 10 years. And I'm like, no, it's an empty building that's yeah. been empty for the last 30 years. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. wouldn't it be great to see a performance <laughs> right. there before you kind of fuck it up and yeah. turn it into another bad condo, you know? Yeah. So... But uh, so I think it's just the curiosity of trying to keep looking. You oh. know, I think for me that's really keeps me fresh mm. and keeps me young and keeps me questioning and and then it leads me to the right stuff eventually. That's cool. That made me want made me want to talk about Salt Lake more. Great. We're here and we're trying to interview Salt Lake designers and kind of like prop up Salt Lake as mm. as a place to do creative work, you mm -hmm. know, because there are adv advantages, but there are disadvantages too, yeah. right? So <clears throat> maybe we could talk more about those. Like how does being in Salt Lake like kind of positively affect your creative process? Uh, I think number one, we talked about a little bit earlier was um, – the resources and the uh, collabor collaborative spirit here, yeah. the people to kind of meet and work with, and it's really good here. And I have not felt that in any other city. Mm -hmm. You know, I actually come back here going, this place is amazing because somehow the city attracts the right people. Huh. And I meet people, new people all the time where I just go, oh, my God. I mean, that's an awesome person. They've yeah. made a decision to be here. and. You, you know, you just, their stories wild, you know, they've been living in New York or yeah. come from LA or BC, Canada or something. They've all ended up being here for the reason to just make some cool shit together, you know? Yeah. And, and that's exciting, you know? And I think there's an openness here. I, I don't, I don't share that kind of experience in New York when I'm there. Yeah. You know, I just, everyone's so busy hustling and making money and, right. 
surviving really that um, here there's some breath that you can actually so I think it's really that collaborative spirit here that Mm. is one of the strongest things you know that people wanting to do some awesome stuff yeah and elevate the town. Mm-hmm. You know, the city is really in need of some elevation. And, well, yeah, and there's room There's room to grow and, mm-hmm. like, room to define it, I would say. Yeah, and I think there's room for us to actually have ownership mm-hmm. here in a way that you would never be able to do it in a bigger city. True. Yeah, that's a really good point. Okay, so on, on the other side, are there aspects about being in Salt Lake that, like, make it hard to be a creative person? Or are there things that yeah. y- you don't like about being here mm-hmm. and being creative? I think it's the lack of curiosity. Here sometimes I feel like people don't do their homework, mm. and I think it shows in the in a number of ways. And and I, I I feel like there's a tendency in the city, and I don't know if it's just the general overtone of the city okay. in terms of religion, and yeah. that I think they kind of things get dumbed down here in a way, that hmm. I, and I don't think they need to be. But I think it's get, and it's getting better, but there's a dumbing down that. You know, we can't have any really good buildings, so let's just build a kind of mediocre building, you know, that huh. just kind of looks like the other mediocre buildings. Yeah, and, yeah, that kind of office park yeah, mentality. Yeah, like, yeah, a lot of money just, went into this building, but it just looks right, like... Right, or look at all those fortresses of uh, those apartment buildings that are just like enormous fortresses that are appearing everywhere and just kind of yeah. shapeless, yeah. blah, yeah, not a lot confusing of skins on them, confusing, Yeah, true. you know, and they're mm-hmm. just... I just get so pissed off about it because it just, hmm. I think, well, why not a good building? Hmm. It's, it's easy to build a good building that has some thought behind it. It doesn't have to be the wildest building. but hmm. So I think there's a lack of um, interest here sometimes yeah. to really want to stand out or to make a, I think that does come from the, the culture in right. a way. So, okay. So back back to your creative process do you have like certain rituals or yeah routine that that you kind of get into that help you with your creative process well half the routine is just making the time and the time means having a space mm-hmm. once you have a space that you love to be in which i am fortunate to have one um then time is your luxury you know i think that's the one thing to Money, you know, can't. But it's it's the luxury of having the time to process and yep. to really think process the, the project through. So, I think studio space, my studio space, becomes really kind of an emphasis of where I get stuff done and the ritual being mm. that then I can see myself in there every day. And yep. sometimes I can be there for hours. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I can only be there for two hours. But yep. you know, I can see the progress of work and I can hang shit all around to kind of document you know my concepts and mm-hmm. change them and so it's, it's yeah i think that's will, will you go there even to like creatively answer emails and like do totally. other kind of work it's become my office too yeah. now okay. you know i i pulled out of 78 because they got they were starting to really expand yeah. and um and and i missed that space because it was just a clean white box that we just could, i got a lot done in that space mm. yeah and, i remember that um so um but now I'm just working out of my art studio because it's just big enough that I can. And yep. um, when I get bored with work and invoicing and all that horrible stuff, I just get to walk over to that other desk and start cutting images and pasting and you know working on something else. So that's nice. Yeah, like you you always have like multiple projects going on, right? So there's Many. always something yeah. to work on. Yep. Okay, so how do your values show up in your work? Um, I think mostly, I think most, I think anyone that knows me and kind of knows my work, whether it's production work or or art, or that I I try to push it to the absolute best finish I can. Mm. You know, I don't try to. I don't ever feel good about half-assing anything or. And if it means I have to spend an extra thousand dollars to do it, I I'll do it because yep. I just and I think it shows as a kind of a collective of my as I look back on my work, I I'm happy that I have this thing in me that needs to give it my all, and so I think there's this value of not half-assing it. That, mm. You know, if you're going to do a flower arrangement, make sure it's got all the perfect flowers, even if they cost a lot more money and, mm. you know, not try to fake it, you know, or, uh, 
Yeah, so it's just it's that same concept, even down to um, objects. And yeah, just working with nice materials, you know, and spending the extra money on materials that really, in the end, define kind of your vision in mm. the clearest way, in the most minimal way. And as you know, anything that looks simple. <clears throat> Isn't simple, you yeah. know. It's, it, it's, that was one of my hardest lessons. Was, yeah, it took refinement. And yeah, time. And it t- takes t- tons of time. The only reason it looks simple is because then you've done the right job. <laughs> yeah, you know, you've done the work. Yeah. So. Hmm. Yeah, that's good. Okay, so the next question is about the tool. We always ask this question, mm. like, if you have a favorite tool that helps you out in in your process and it could be like a physical tool like a drawing implement or a digital kind of go-to or even like something on online <clears throat> is there do you kind of have like a, a a secret a secret weapon go-to that that you implement in your design process mm, not really yeah. i mean i i use a lot of tools you yep. know and um not really. I mean, I actually kind of can kind of nail what I need. And if I if I don't have the the tool, I get someone that does have the tool yeah. and get them to help me do it because okay. that excites the hell out of me. Again, right. it gets back to this kind of things sometimes are bigger than you, mm-hmm. you know. And um, when the opportunity kind of comes your way to be able to make stuff, mm. you you need help, you know. And I never, I'm not scared of asking for the help. It's just the I want it to be the best it can be, you yeah. know. So, and in the end, it's perfect because you end up with a really beautiful thing, you know. Yeah. And so, that's cool. Like, like kind of like knowing where to go, mm-hmm. knowing who to ask. Resources are everything. Yeah. yeah. And what you find is all, all those people that you rely on for fabricating and and um, materiality and. <laughs> Even down to flower warehouses in New York or something when you're needing to get really good product. They're all like one big family that you've worked with, no matter if you're in California or mm-hmm. in Salt Lake City. It's the weirdest thing. Like they're all, I just always can kind of walk in and go, oh yeah, there they are, you know, and we all, yeah. can kind of, we just know how to talk to each other and you get, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's the coolest thing. That's like, cool. Yeah, you have your trust. And your net, your trust in your networks. Mm-hmm. You can sit around and just gush over how beautiful that big bucket of flowers is at yeah. the flower market, and you know, and these owners have seen, you know, thirty years of flowers, and go, I know, isn't that amazing? Like, <laughs> yeah. it's, that's everyone gets excited, or you know, my fabricators just get blown away with this new plexi that's coming yeah. in. You know, yeah. look how amazing, and, and yeah. like, oh my god, that is, you know, and so it it gets you kind of, it's fun. Oh, that's it, really good. It, like, I've never thought of that. Like, you know, I was thinking about like passion and like feeding the passion but mm-hmm. it's like if you can draw off other people's passion too in different you know, oh yeah I think that's the you know. funnest part yeah. you know it's actually what kind of keeps you going sometimes mm. you can get kind of lonely in the design world by yourself because right. it, it can be really solitary and I'm not scared of being alone by any means I like my alone time because it takes that you know but um, it's nice to have those breaks for sure yeah. so that's good and you haven't been saying these words, but kind of like community and collaboration mm-hmm. and, you know, your your network and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the community isn't just about Salt Lake. You yeah. know, I mean, sometimes I'm ordering stuff from people I know in New York and they're shipping mm-hmm. it to me. And yeah. so it takes this bigger network, but it's cool. Yeah. I mean, that's what's cool about living in the States. So uh, me and my wife were in New Zealand and we, we mm-hmm. had a good time. We were, we were going to school there. And New Zealand's pretty progressive, and there's like mm-hmm. pretty high-end, you know, design mind there. But it is isolated in that way. Like it feels like it's like one state yep. by itself. Yep. Whereas if you're in Utah or you're in Texas or you're in, you know, Minnesota, you have the whole of of the country to kind of draw from and collaborate with and and use. And I I think that's a pretty big advantage of yep. even being in Salt Lake City, but like with you know within a region, the West and within the, the states. Totally. You know? It's a small world anymore. Yeah. You know, I think that's the, you realize that it's a global planet. Yeah. And yeah. it's not just about, you know, your vendor in Murray and yeah. your vendor in, you know, Alpine. And mm-hmm. they are part of it, but uh, you can order anything from anywhere now. Yeah. And as long as you're doing your homework and really, you know, making those connections, and it, it all works out. And eventually you get to meet those people too, yeah. you know, if you're doing enough business and it's that's the fun part is there's so many resources out there mm. 
we're already kind of there, but we're into the pontification section. Uh-oh. <laughs> um, so question 18 is, what will designers be doing in the future? What's mm. your prediction? Probably, I bet most of the work will be about how to save the planet. Mm-hmm. I think designers' role will be really important. Mm-hmm. I think we're kind of in a really, we're just not in a sustainable situation. I talk yeah. about all these resources that we can pull from, all the stuff you can order, but yeah. I don't see that lasting long, mm-hmm. you know. And if we're really going to be designing, I think we need to be really looking at what's already sitting here on the planet yep. and how to repurpose it and how to mm-hmm. bring new life to it and new meaning. And yep. it's not about more stuff, more stuff, more stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, when I was in India doing home accessories and we were making stuff, we would tour these enormous warehouses in Jaipur and and every city has kind of its products that they do. Glasses done in one city and welding in another and mm. And we toured um, the Pottery Barn warehouses where everything's made for Pottery Barn. And, wow. And it was insane. You know, I walked in there one day and just went, what are we doing? Like, yep. does the world really need one more vase? Mm-hmm. Really? Not really. Probably not. Or another candlestick? I don't think so. You know, ours is fun, but <laughs> how and how is it going to compete? You know, how is there any life for this really? And and I just realized that, you know, it's it's more about what are we going to do with all this stuff that's not working anymore? You know, mm-hmm. how do we how do we reuse and reinvent what's already kind of sitting on right in front of us because that's where it gets exciting. Mm. And so I think that's the designer role. Is I think planetary action is going to have to happen here mm. soon. And you know, when you have kids like you do and I do, you know, it's their world now, and yep. we got to make sure we're. I think it's going to be the role role of the designer and mm-hmm. artists and performers and everything. It's yeah. There's some big big shifts happening. So. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I've I've had a similar thought that I'm I would <clears throat> I would predict a transition towards like solving problems together as a group, you know, um, as opposed to com- competing, you know, totally. with, with, with each other, like trying to come up with like, with the, the best water bottle, for instance, right. I think, I think there's going to be need for everybody to come together yep. to come up with the best water bottle together. Yep. We kind of already do that in a weird way. Like if you're competing, yep. you look, you look mm-hmm. at each other's work and you try to like one up, you know, yep. what's, what's been done. But I think, I think there would be I think there might have to be more acceptance, you know, and it might be, you know, yep. to stop flooding or wh- whatever. Well, we are pretty product-driven, mm-hmm. you know, and we all have our ideas about what product looks like, and then we want to have them made, and then and you just realize that there's not enough room. It just isn't yeah. sustainable. Yeah. So I'm with you on that. Mm. Okay, so next question. What is a myth about design that you'd like to debunk? A myth? Yeah. Um... Wow, that's a good question. I think the biggest myth would be that design is for everyone. (laughs) Okay, explain. (laughs) I just, I think um, it's kind of, that that thought is kind of what is leading us to all the trouble we were just describing. uh, I think it's become much more, I think there's a heightened awareness of design and and beauty and and you know design in many ways and i think it's kind of um killing the spirit of design in a weird way mm. i think that there's just i just don't think the average guy needs to worry about a well designed um bike seat yeah. or a I just, I, I just, there's weird, and I know this sounds yeah. elitist or something, but no, I'm not yeah, really trying to be that way. I just yeah. really think, how the hell did we get here? Like, I yeah. just, and what I think it's doing is it's kind of, um, uh, well, it, I'll, I'll talk about my event world. Okay. Everyone's an event designer now. Mm-hmm. I, I used to be one of the only, you know, I could, there, it was not a topic that a lot of people talked about. Everyone does events now. Yeah. And florists now become event people. And um, rental companies are now event people. And they do flower design and they do party design and they do lighting design. And they, you know, and what you find out is that none of them do it well. Yep. And you end up with a product that's really horrible or you're very disappointed with. And 
Um, and so I think there's this problem that, you know, it's just the myth that design is for everyone. And I'm like, mm, yeah. I don't think so. I really think it's mm. for the people that really want to process and to really think about it and to work through that process. And mm. um, so it's it's a weird it's a weird place. And it's also about it's so product driven and so much mm. about, you know, what's going to make us what's going to make us rich yeah. you know what is it, what is it what's the, that new gizmo that mm-hmm. we're going to design and and it's all the wrong stuff mm-hmm. it just feels wrong to me i just and i don't know what the answer is i just yeah. feel like it's uh, too much interest wow. too much interest by too many people i mean that's super provocative to me it goes against a lot you know what what we hear these days, like the importance of democratic design. Everybody's a designer, and good mm-hmm. design should be for everybody. Mm-hmm. But you're yeah. you're kind of turning that on its head and saying, you know, like maybe well, not everybody appreciates good design. And therefore- I just think a lot of people don't even know what good design is. Yeah. And I have to say, I feel pretty confident that I've done enough work and gone through enough process to kind of say I I think I do know for myself yeah. what good design is and. Um, I just see a lot of mediocre work happening because of people throwing around the, that word design, mm. and it it kind of makes me a little nutty. I, I, in fact, I don't even like to use the word design anymore. Yeah. In a lot of ways, I like to just think of what I'm doing is kind of about generosity mm. and about how to best live a life yeah. and how to best love mm-hmm. and. Mm-hmm. It's not about style. I think yeah. style's kind of an overused word. Sure. I mean, we have to use them sometimes, but I'm just losing interest in it. And, and I probably yeah. have a you know a hundred people that would fight me on that right. thought. But I just think, eh, it's not that interesting anymore. It's it's let's let's get down to the core of what it really what good design does for us. Yeah, and what, where it leads us and what it makes our lives better and and happier. And um, so I just think it's. The myth is just just too much interest. Yeah, uh, but How, when did we have to have so many cooking shows? Yeah, you know, like when, oversaturation. When, yeah, yeah, culinary chefs that are now you know it's all yeah. about competitions and mm-hmm. by just kind of average people or you yeah. know. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. It's just yeah. where did so much interest in culinary come from? Yeah, you know what I mean. And I don't. Yeah. I know it sounds really elitist when I'm saying that, but I'm, yeah. I don't really mean it that way. I just think it's so interesting that we. I think it's that goddamn Martha Stewart that yeah. <laughs> she 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 kind of debunked the the entertainment theme and you know and and allowed us mm. to all become the inner designer that we want mm. and how to entertain at home and you know and it, it led it's just led on it's it's a trend it's yeah a, I think I think for me like okay there's a lot of thoughts with this people need to understand that not everybody's gonna make it right. You can try, and you can get into it. And some examples for me are like food trucks. Like everybody wants to create a food truck, and there was this explosion of food trucks. But if that happens, you getting into it. I think you have to realize like it's it's not Mm -hmm. it's not a silver bullet. Like not everybody's going to make it. Like who's going to have the better marketing? Who's going to have the better uh, product? Breweries are another one, right? Where like, of course, everybody wants to start a brewery. Like what an amazing like job to have. You know, quit your accounting job and start a brewery. But not everybody's going to make it, and so. So I think that's what's interesting to me is like that there is that we were just talking about like eliminating competition, but mm-hmm. there is a bit of that. Like if, you know, if everybody's trying like new creative ventures, you know, mm-hmm. you have to recognize that not everybody's going to win, I guess. Does it have any meaning? You know, and mm-hmm. that's where it is for me is I just, everything starts looking the same to me mm-hmm. and the, and the pieces that, you know, if it's product or an, an event or mm-hmm. a, piece of clothing or whatever the design product is, the, the pieces that stand out are like the ones that really, you can see the work's been done. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. It's, a, it's not a, it's not for everyone. It's, it yeah. comes from a very specific headspace. And mm. um, so it's, it's just, that's my whole beef right now. It's yeah. a little bit of just, eh, I'm, I'm losing interest in design <laughs> yeah. in a weird way because yeah. even though Saturated. that's kind of what I have to do and, and it's at yeah. the core, there's a process to it, but yeah. um, maybe that's the future of design is that it doesn't even become design anymore because it has a whole new name or something or a, yeah. you, you know, I, I was doing events for years and now I'm an experiential designer, yeah. you know, and, and it, 
I'm like, okay, that works, I guess, mm-hmm. you know, but it doesn't really, you know, it doesn't say much to me. I think the events that really, if you're really being honest, the events that really leave you wanting more or some magical stuff happens is mm-hmm. not everyone can do that. Yeah. You yeah. know, I mean, there's that aspect of what you're talking about too, is like, if people are kind of on your heels trying to do it like as amateurs, maybe doing the same work that you're doing and charging the same amount, that mm-hmm. kind of forces you to step up your game too, totally. right? And, that, and that's a good and, thing. Yeah. And that doesn't bother me. It's just, yeah. I, I don't want to dig myself in a hole here, but it's yeah. just, I just feel like there's too much interest. Yeah, I feel you. It can be kind yeah. of a turnoff. Yeah. Right? Just to the whole discipline. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. That's just where my head is. So. Yeah. Okay, no, that's that's why we're here to like mm-hmm. pr- provoke a bit. So, okay, but we're we're already at the end. We're at, <laughs> we're at question twenty. So another another heavy question, just because okay. I think that's where we're at. Because that's just who you are. Yeah, yeah, that's who you are. Contemporary, mm-hmm. the word contemporary. What does contemporary mean to you in in terms of design specifically? In terms of design, another good question. Um, I guess contemporary for me is kind of, it's the process of trying to forge design forward. Mm -hmm. That it's, you know, I mean, I think we find in all of our work that there's, you know, you always kind of realize there's no new, no new real ideas. You know, it's like we just take kind of what we've already done and it recirculates and it changes and it, and I think that's just kind of the nature of, the purification of it all. It's just, mm. so I think contemporary is really just a, another way of referencing that you're, th- you're thinking bigger and you're trying okay. to, um, I'm not going to say, uh, I think you're trying to, um, not be so nostalgic. Yeah. Okay. You're thinking maybe mm-hmm. pro- progressively mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. I think nostalgia can be really tricky in design. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't really work for me, you know. Yeah. I think the real progressive stuff is contemporary, and mm. it's forward thinking. It's 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 not about how things used to feel, or you know, designers kind of recreating old pieces to kind of with a new reference or something. I just yeah. Um, I think architects have a really great opportunity, and sculptors, in a way, to work in a three D kind of world that mm-hmm. can be nothing but contemporary. You know, yeah, because they're free of. Um, product in a weird way it's, yeah uh, I mean it seems like there's so much space to move mm-hmm. forward in mm-hmm. that like why why look back or why reach back you know yeah. I, I get the nostalgic references are mm-hmm. you know meaningful to people but yeah I mean I'm a sucker for it all the time but yeah. I, I I also know that it's kind of I'm being tricked a little bit mm-hmm. you know because I think if you're really being honest as a designer nostalgia might be uh, an inspiration at that base but it's not the reason to do to you know, good design is not li- really laying in nostalgia, I don't think. Mm. Well, cool. I mean, these are all like amazing thoughts to end on. And good. we could keep going all night, like we all of these could. podcasts. We could drink a whole case of beer. <laughs> yeah. And then it'll get crazy. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for answering 20 questions. I know I am like a total pleasure and I yeah. adore you and what you're doing. So that's so cool to be here. Yeah. Cool. Thanks so much for participating. And thank you. We'll keep it up. <laughs> <laughs>